Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 31st of August. Food supply could be in jeopardy across Australia over the coming days, with reports truck drivers plan to block major transport routes today. It's understood the drivers are targeting key freight routes as they protest COVID restrictions, including mandatory masks and vaccination. There are reports the food bowl in the southern New South Wales area, which provides much of the country's food supply, will be one of the areas targeted. Meantime, New South Wales has seen another record day of COVID cases. There were 1,290 new infections recorded yesterday, with four more deaths, including a man aged in his 50s from Dubbo in the state's central west. A Sydney paramedic has spoken out about the toll COVID is taking, especially on young families. Joe Ibrahim sharing a story about a single mum who was deteriorating from COVID in front of her two children. Joe says the young son commented that he blamed himself for his mum's infection. And that comment was, I think this is my fault. I think I've given mum COVID. That stopped me in my tracks and it stopped my team in my tracks and it absolutely broke our hearts. Unfortunately, this incident is not isolated. This is what paramedics see on the front line every single day. Meantime, in Victoria, the state government says it will look at easing some COVID restrictions despite recording 73 new infections in the state yesterday, with 20 of those mystery cases. Chief Health Officer Brett Sutton says authorities are considering ending some curfews and reopening playgrounds. Everything's up for review whenever we come to this point of reconsideration. Yeah, we'll look at that. We have to bear in mind that transmission can occur in all kinds of settings, but it's a balancing act. We, we want to make sure that people can sustain those behaviours. We want to make sure that mental health of adults and kids uh, is supported to the fullest extent. Meantime, in the US, the EU has removed America from its safe travel list, with the country seeing a surge in COVID cases. The US recorded an average of 150,000 cases a day. Staying in the United States, and Hurricane Ida has ripped through Louisiana, leaving behind a trail of destruction. The entire city of New Orleans was left without power. Here is US President Joe Biden. It continues to rage and ravage uh, everything comes in contact with. The storm is a life-threatening storm. The storm hit on the 16th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to Victoria first and a new survey has shown more residents are now concerned about their jobs and ongoing mental health than actually catching COVID. As James Lake reports from Melbourne, weary households are struggling to see light at the end of the tunnel after 212 days in lockdown. Unfortunately, that's the story told, Tash, by this YouGov survey of more than 3,000 Aussies. 60% of Victorians said they are concerned about the ongoing lack of contact with friends and family. The impact on our kids has been highlighted as well, with two-thirds of Victorian parents saying school closures will have long-term impacts on education. Since March of last year now, students in Melbourne have spent nearly eight months in homeschooling. 
And nearly four in ten Aussies overall say they're financially worse off over the past three months. To Queensland now, and investigations are underway after a horror crash near Townsville that's claimed the life of two Defence Force personnel. The men had travelled from Brisbane to take part in a military exercise. Our reporter Courtney Thomas has more from Townsville. Yes, Tash. On Monday afternoon, emergency crews rushed to a remote road at Dotswood where a heavy army vehicle had rolled. The two men, understood to be a 40-year-old and 28-year-old from Brisbane, died at the scene. It's believed the pair had been taking part in Exercise Diamond Dagger 2021, which began at the Townsville Field Training Area on Friday. Here's what Defence Minister Peter Dutton had to say. We have significant uh, personnel and assets uh, around Laverack Barracks and in the north of our country. There are movements uh, on the day, on the road every day, and uh, it is a very dangerous task that our troops are involved in, even during training exercises and the movement of equipment uh, up and down our national highways. the latest in business and finance news this morning we're joined by scott phillips from the motley fool scott good morning all eyes will certainly be on the very important gdp figures which will be released tomorrow tash good morning yeah they are going to be really really important numbers and i have to say economists seem to be getting more nervous as we get closer to those numbers this is for the june quarter of course which was largely pre-lockdown in most states and in most cases there is an expectation for it to be positive but not very big not a really not a big growth number the risk, of course, is if that number is negative, we're almost certainly in a negative quarter right now, and that would spell recession for the Australian economy. So we've all got our fingers crossed that it will be positive. Look, a, a small positive or a small negative are roughly the same thing, of course, in, in any serious discussion. But that R word, the capital R recession, is the one we desperately like to avoid, and we'd almost certainly be in one because the current quarter is going to be a negative quarter of growth. So fingers crossed we can eke out something slightly positive come tomorrow morning. Let's hope so. And Scott, while some people are doing it incredibly tough, others are doing it incredibly well. Andrew Twiggy Forrest is now $2.3 billion richer after Fortescue's massive profit jump and huge dividend. Yeah, it's us. And that's not just, by the way, his share of the company's profits. That is literally the dividends he will be receiving. The cheque hasn't been paid just yet, but $2.4 billion is the share, his share of the dividends that Fortescue will pay after a $14 billion profit they announced yesterday. The company now has $7 billion in cash, if you believe that cold, hard cash, let alone everything else the company's got. It was a really stunning performance. Of course, the iron price has fallen since then. Very, very unlikely the current financial year delivers the same sort of win fall but uh, i don't reckon you're going to be too concerned 2.4 billion dollars will soothe any concerns he's got about a falling oil price high oil price i think certainly will it's a completely different story though scott for crown crashing to a 261 million dollar loss as punters are kept away with the lockdowns and restrictions and the company also faces multiple inquiries yeah, and this is not really surprising, Tash, at least in terms of the, the direction and even maybe the size. Losing a quarter of a billion dollars, a very different story. And something of a, I guess it's hard not to draw the parallel. James Packer, of course, no longer involved with the company's management, not even on the board. But it was you know, it was, it was a time when the Packer name was synonymous with the richest people in the country. Uh, he's still doing okay, by the way, for himself. But again, that, that changing of the guard with Twiggy rising to the top and Crown not even paying a dividend this time around. Basically, as you say, Revenue down 30%. I'm kind of surprised it wasn't worse. Profit falls to a loss. And, and as you say, inquiries in WA and Victoria still got to satisfy some conditions in New South Wales. They've announced a new chair, Ziggy Zubkowski, the ex-Telstra and uh, Optus boss. So that hopefully will be something of a circuit breaker for the company. But yeah, tougher times for James Packer. Uh, certainly uh, Twiggy's having a much better time of it at the moment. Scott, thanks so much.
Thanks, Tosh. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, the fallout from the Roosters and Rabbitohs very spiteful clash continues. Yes, good morning, Tash. The Roosters have been slapped with $40,000 in fines for Trent Robinson's stinging comments post-match. The coach was fuming that Latrell Mitchell wasn't sent off for that high shot on Joey Manu that fractured his cheekbone. But NRL head of football, uh, Graham Annesley, has actually backed him up. So they've fined him, but then they've agreed uh, that Latrell Mitchell should have been given his marching orders. The bunker didn't advise the referee, the on-field referee, to take harsh enough action in that instance uh, and we believe that the bunker should have uh, asked for the player or advised the referee to dismiss the player from the field. Now, Robinson was also accused of calling uh, Jaden Sewer a thug at uh, half-time. Now, the NRL is aware of that but won't investigate unless South Sydney lodge a formal complaint. He has been backed up by Broncos legend Corey Parker. He was working the sideline for Fox Sports. And I didn't see Trent Robinson or hear Trent Robinson say a thing. And, and nor did I think he would even do that. You know, Trent Robinson's a very professional guy. He's, you know, he doesn't need to be sort of stooping to those lows. So, I, I, you know, from what I saw, no, I, I didn't see that at all. And certainly took a lot of the attention of Josh Morris, who announced his retirement yesterday, joining brother Brett and Roosters co-captain Jake Friend and Boyd Cordner in announcing this will be their last seasons. And Brett, to the AFL giant star Toby Green will face the music at the AFL Tribunal this morning. Yeah, now normally we have tribunal hearings at night time, but they've decided to move it to this morning because the Giants play the Cats uh, Friday night in a sudden death semi-final. The big question is, will their match winner be there? Toby Green sent directly to the tribunal for making intentional contact with umpire Matt Stevick. That was during their close finals win over the Swans. Our chief footy reporter, Damien Barrett, believes that Green deserves a suspension. I just cannot see a way he, he plays not just this week, but the next game, be that uh, a preliminary final if they get off over the Cats or, or a grand final or even round one next year. I, I think it's two weeks and, and quite possibly more than that. Now, the Cats have an injury concern for one of their most important players. That is Patrick Dangerfield. He faces postseason surgery to repair his right ring finger. It was a nasty injury. He actually suffered that in the loss to the Demons back in round 23. So played through the pain against the power and will do so against the Giants, according to his teammate, Joel Selwood. Oh, I don't think so. I mean, he's, he'll probably just uh, handle the balls a little bit more than this week just to you know work out how to best use it but played with a number of injuries throughout his career it's uh, it's not something new to him. Selwood set to play game 333 breaking Corey Enright's record for the most games for the Cats Tash. And Brett a golden night at the Paralympics in Tokyo and the US Open is underway this morning. Yeah, let's start at the Paralympic Games. Day six, we won a gold in the 100-metre relay in the pool and then two gold medals in table tennis. That's our first gold in that event uh, for 37 years. We're up to seventh now on the medal tally. 11 golds, 17 silver and 14 bronze in the collection. And the US Open, as you mentioned, underway. We've got some big names on court this morning. Novak Djokovic going for all four slams in the same calendar year. Naomi Osaka makes her return after pulling out of the French Open and Wimbledon. And Nick Kyrgios is on court later this morning against Roberto Batista are good, so that's a tough matchup first up. Ash Barty's campaign begins tomorrow, Tash. Can't wait. Thanks so much, Brett. Thank you very much. 
And children in China will only be allowed to play video games for three hours a week under a list of new regulations. Beijing says the social intervention is needed to combat an increasing video game addiction amongst children. Under the rules, under-18s will only be allowed to play between 8pm and 9pm on Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays, with gaming companies barred from providing services to minors in any form outside those hours. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.